Welcome to the South Elkhorn Christian Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the weekly messages. For bulletin material, reflection guides, and other resources, visit southelkhorncc.org. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Those famous words from Martin Luther King Jr. seem all the more appropriate this day as, as it is the weekend, the weekend that we, uh, that we normally celebrate King's legacy, his civil rights efforts, his work for racial justice, his spiritual heart. Dr. King was a pastor. It seems all the more appropriate after a long and difficult 2020 And a long and difficult 2020 then gave way to a staggering start to 2021. We need the light of love to drive out the darkness to see more clearly, more clearly the world God loves and the brokenness that God is seeking to heal and to transform. We need the light to step toward the future with confident hope and bold courage. This quote from King is all the more appropriate since today we focus on light as lifted up in the Celtic prayer, Lord of my heart. I mentioned before a prayer that you can find in the video description, a link to the full prayer. That petition that we're focusing on goes like this, Lord of my heart, give me light to guide me that at home or abroad I may always walk in your ways. Yes, the words of King seem appropriate today as his efforts in every arena were inspired by the journey of Jesus, the deeper way of Christ. The words of King seem deeply appropriate as we recall the words of Jesus shared in the Gospel of John. So here now, a reading. A reading from John's Gospel, the eighth chapter, reading verses 12 through 15. And Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then the Pharisees said to him, you are testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. And Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid. It is valid because I know where I have come from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. The word of God for the people of God. Light. Light is not so much what you directly see as that by which you see everything else. That quote from Father Richard Rohr has stuck with me. Dr. King's words and Father Richard Rohr's words have echoed in my head, have echoed in my head as I've prayed this petition from the Lord of my heart that is the basis for today's sermon. Lord of my heart, give me light to guide me that at home or abroad I may always walk in your ways. Light, guidance, walking. Light is not so much what you directly see as that by which you see everything else. I guess it's no wonder that God would create light first in Genesis 1. It's what, it's what is needed so that everything else in all creation might be seen, the earth and the water, the vegetation, the creatures swimming below and the creatures soaring above. Humanity made in the image of God, light is what we see by. 
And in case we missed it, the connection between John's gospel and Genesis are rich and important. Ente arche, in the beginning. That's how John's gospel begins. And it's not the first time that phrase is used in scripture. Those same famous words are actually from Genesis. In the Greek translation of Genesis, we read ente arche, in the beginning. Genesis and John's gospel. What God was up to at the dawn of creation, indeed what and who God has always been, from the breath of God hovering over the waters of the deep to energize order and life, to the light of God making all things, all things visible and visibly what they truly are, to the heart of God for the flourishing of all creation, all of that is about to be known and experienced and seen again. Jesus says, I am the light. And the thing about light is light is not often directly seen. It makes everything else seen. When Jesus declares, I am the light in John's gospel, he is doing so. He's doing so in the temple court at a festival in which the story of God's light is being remembered and re-experienced in a powerful way. God's light in the form of a fiery pillar led the Israelites away from Egypt and into the wilderness, away from their bondage under Pharaoh and into the freedom, challenge, and difficulty of their wilderness journey in search of the promised land. God gave the Israelites light to guide them, light to lead them through the wilderness that, to borrow the words of the Celtic prayer, they used in searching for a home that they might walk in God's way. And so the Jewish people would remember that light God provided, the light to guide them in and through the wilderness. They remembered by lighting massive lampstands, huge lampstands that were so large, they emitted so much light, there was not a courtyard in Jerusalem that did not reflect that light. Those celebrating in the temple courtyard would dance and light additional torches. It was a festival of light. And then Jesus, in the middle of all this, in the middle of this festival, makes this audacious claim, I am the light. I am this light. The light of God that makes visible all that is. This light of God that guides troubled people through troubled terrains. I am the light. It's one thing to see the light. It's another thing to see by the light. I think the danger for religious people, especially in this dark and troubling time, is to be content with knowing there's a light and then refuse to see by it then refuse to walk by it, then refuse to, as Jesus says in John 8, follow me. When Jesus says, I am the light, Jesus is inviting those who hear to see what Jesus lights up, to walk the path that Jesus illuminates with his words, his wisdom, and his way, which is why it's no accident that one of the most famous stories of Jesus precedes this audacious claim to be the light. Just before he says these words, in the first part of chapter 8 of John's gospel, religious leaders make a spectacle of a woman. They, they make her stand before Jesus and are trying to trap him, trying to make him look bad, trying to make him say things that they can use to bring up evidence against him, trying to leverage the law against Jesus by claiming that she was an adulterer and that the law of Moses claimed she should be stoned. What say you, Jesus? And the light shone in the darkness, 
and the darkness did not overcome it. You remember what Jesus did? He squats, squats down and he writes in the sand. I love this moment. It's one of my favorite moments in all of scripture. The religious leaders knew exactly what that meant for Jesus to do that. It's his way of saying, nope. Not engaging this destructive and cowardly action. Jesus wasn't going to play their games. But when they wouldn't let up, Jesus stood up. And the light shone in the darkness. And Jesus continues not to play their games and instead exposes their darkness by revealing both the great equality of all and the great mercy of God for all. Let anyone among you who is without sin throw the first stone, Jesus famously declares. The light shone in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. And everyone left. Well, everyone except for the woman. And the light shone in the darkness. This woman had not been treated as a person, but as a tool to trap Jesus. This woman had not been shown respect, dignity, or honor. Instead, she was used, as was sadly the custom, simply to make a point by the powerful. And Jesus straightened up to look her in the eyes, to acknowledge her dignity and her worth, to make what was about him and trapping him about her. And who God knows she truly is. Where are they? He asks her. Is no one here to condemn you? He says with a twinkle in his eye and, a, and the slightest smile on his lips. And she responds, No one, sir. And a light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Neither do I condemn you, Jesus says. Go on your way and do not sin again. The light of Christ made visible this woman as a woman loved by God and capable of a free and full life. A woman who had been rendered invisible by the darkness of competition, fear, and power that the religious leaders in conflict with Jesus were in the middle of, the darkness that wanted only to use her and not care for her. To be light means to make others seen, especially those who are easily overlooked, ignored, and shut away. Christ is not just the light. In being the light, Christ makes others seen. In fact, I believe that Christ is the light in which we see ourselves truly, in which we see God finally, in which we see others compassionately and justly and generously, and in which the hard truth of a world corrupted by greed, fear, and power plays are named and those forces exposed and people are held to account. And Jesus stood up when they wouldn't let up. Jesus refuses to play the power games of the religious leaders. Jesus resists the destructive forces that dehumanize people and only use them. Jesus claims clearly the restorative love of God that releases people from the hate around them and the hate within them. Christ is not just the light to name, but the light to see by, the light to walk by. Jesus says, follow me. See what I see. 
love who I love, refuse to fear, refuse the fear and hate, stand patient and firm in the truth of everyone's dignity, respect, and the irrevocable possibility of new life for all God's people. Notice the beauty and brokenness of the world and take the next step toward healing and wholeness. Lord of my heart, give me light to guide me. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. That at home or abroad, I may always walk in your ways. And Jesus says, follow me. And a light shone in the darkness. And the darkness did not overcome it. Thanks for listening to the message this week. Visit southelkorncc.org where you can download reflection and discussion guides to dig deeper into the weekly scripture and message. 